So welcome back to another episode of the Speaker Strength Podcast. This is Paul, your host, obviously, and today I'm chatting with Mel, Melanie, and she has a truly amazing story. I was truly grateful that she came on to the show to speak her strength. I gave her a call. She didn't really know what to expect. She was nervous, as most people are, but she really went into the full depths of her story, and it really is an inspirational one for the fact of her getting into some really dark times, dark times that only some of us can relate to but most importantly, overcoming them and explaining how she overcame them and how she gets by every single day, even though those demons and that depression still follows her around. She really is an inspirational person, high energy. She was nervous, but towards the end, she was joking around as well. So please sit back and enjoy this call with Mel. So Melanie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm fine. Good, it's good. So we, we were talking just before we hit record. You're from Swansea, correct? Yes, I am, yes. And and you said you were studying? What was you studying? Psychology and counselling. I'm starting on the 24th of September. Cool. And and what kind of made you want to wanna study that? Well, I'm not really sure at the moment. I decided to, you know, carry on with psychology or maybe get a job in counselling, something to do with mental health. Yeah. And, and I know you've shared your story with me personally, but do you mind kind of going into a bit of detail about um, your own sort of mental health and, and what you've had to kind of overcome over the years? Oh, right. Well, what it was, um, I had a bit of a trauma, well, a, a bad childhood up until I was an adult, obviously. Um, what happened was, it was I, I went through a trauma and then it, it came, well, I came across it when I was about 25. Mm. I becomes having, uh, I started to have episodes of like flashbacks and things like that on those lines and I was diagnosed with, diagnosed with um, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Um, I've also been diagnosed with depression and I'm, well, I'm, bit, I'm still on the tablets for um for hallucinations and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say to be totally honest. I'm on antipsychotics. I am, you know. Mm. And how how does that, you know, when you first got put on them, was it a massive change? Um, it took a while. It took a well, it took a couple of years for to, to actually get the right medication. Yeah. And was that was that you know, was that hard? Was it almost like they were? Is it like because I've I've read stories and heard stories from other people and and from sort of personal experience as well? They always say with with medication, it's it's guesswork, it's trial and error, and was, seeing what works. It was a good. I mean, well, I was a bit, a bit lost for about eight years, and wow. then I found the right this particular psychiatrist who opened my eyes to so much. You know, um, what what did they open your eyes to? Well, when I saw him, it was the first time I've ever seen him, and when I saw him, I thought, right, okay, he looks, he, he did look like a psychiatrist. But Which he is good, though, sometimes, right? Because I think, I had this conversation yesterday, sometimes we have this stereotype of what a psychiatrist is, and then when there's someone a bit more maybe relatable, or someone that you... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he was, he was lovely, he was a really nice guy, and what he did was, he made me feel like I had a choice what medication I'd go on, mm. and he explained the ins and outs of the side effects, what, you know, what, 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 what I would be expected to happen. And I chose my own medication. He said, you've got three alternatives, blah, 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 on this particular medication. 
It's up to you. He said it's our choice. So we made a decision. It was a, it was a two way decision, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I I went on this medication. And I've been pretty good since then. It's taken a long time to get to where I am now, but it's worth it. I'm, I'm sort of out of the woods, you know. Mm. And that psychiatrist was that private or was that on the NHS? That was on the NHS. He was awesome. And how, long, and how long did you have to wait for that? Did you say? Oh well, I got ill when I was about 25 um, and I, to be totally honest when I was ill I didn't know what the heck was going on you know what I mean I, I, I was ill so I, I wouldn't have you know sort of um, realised I knew something I knew I needed help but you know um, it took first of all I went to see a nurse you know I went to see a community a mental health nurse and what she did, I was telling her my symptoms, and then what she did, and she referred me to a psychiatrist mm. because um, it, it was it wasn't rushed, didn't happen overnight. But once you're in the system, you know what I mean. They do help. And through the years, I've I've had quite a lot of help from the community mental health team. Um, I've had psychotherapy, I've had counselling, I've you know, and it takes a long time to wait for it. Once you have it, it does make a change, you know. Yeah. Did you do you think that maybe there could have been another situation though because of the time you waited oh, that something could have gone wrong? You know, something drastically could definitely. have gone wrong. Definitely. Definitely, because what it is now, this is what this was what what happened quite recently. They signed me off the community mental health team, and it's like basically they give me my medication and said, "You are off. You go. You've, you're well." And I was like, no, no, I, I'd rather be under the community, community mental health team and be observed every six months or whatever and still have access to talk to a psychiatrist if I wanted to. They were quite willing to let me go, you know? So it's almost like you had to put your foot down and make sure that you didn't get I had to. I, I went to the GP and I said, look, I said, I'm, I know I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm well. I said, but I'd rather be under, under the community mental health so they can keep an eye on me you know either, either they keep an eye on me or have access to their services or whatever but I find now I find it difficult because I'm still trying to get some counselling mm. you know years on because these issues do come up you know quite a lot and I'm waiting for counselling but they now trying to refer direct me to different organisations that really don't have nothing to do with it, nothing to do with the NHS. All oh, right. Yeah, and so, that's that's I think that's the thing that I keep seeing and hearing is just the one the wait times to the direction a lot of people don't understand and free as well I think different parts of the UK. I mean if you're in one borough if you're in one county you might get yeah. one type of support if you're in another county it might be very underfunded and you don't get that support. Well, um, I've I've seen a a significant change the past I mean I, I was 25 when I first got ill and I'm 44 now so I've seen a big change from when I got ill to the help that I was getting then to what it is now yeah yeah um, definitely now uh, they just leave you go you know it's supposed to be uh, care in the community but where is the care yeah you yeah know? I agree because people are harming themselves you know people are harming themselves or they're harming other people it's not it's not right and like you said as well i mean you had that that you know i don't like to use the word strength but you managed to 
you know, yeah, you were you you were strong enough to get through that time whilst you was waiting for that help to come. But the issue yeah, but I, that I see is a lot of people aren't, and you know that wait time is not good enough because before they get that appointment, it's it's ended. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I did a lot of help. My mum, I gave my daughter at the time. My daughter's twenty six now, but at the time, my mum was well, and she looked after my daughter for me for a couple of months. Oh wow! You know, so I was lucky. Like, like other people, I haven't got that. Mm. They haven't got family or whatever, you know, but my mum did help me. But yeah. with my son, I mean, I've had three, no, two episodes, two sort of, like, scenarios that I can refer to as, like, sort of relapses in the past 20, 30 years. Yeah. You know, so um, my boy, I brought him up on, my son, I brought him up on his on my own totally different with my daughter because I'd help off my mum but yeah. you know it's hard you've got to try and pull yourself out when you've got children especially so do you think your children you know? were the, the meaning in your life at that time to, to keep going I'm finding it hard now because my children are growing up and I'm not yeah. doing anything yeah I can relate to that because my mum my mum shared a story the other day about how you know she always wanted children and then when she had me and my brother we were like her whole purpose and then yeah. as soon as we grow up and become more independent she she lost that that purpose and oh, so it's it's not a nice feeling mm. i mean this is why i've gone back and and too well to re-educate myself you know what i mean yeah and um it's, it's good it, it is good it's hard work it's stressful but I don't want to be stuck in my my little flat on my own because that's going to make me ill. Yeah. If I, if I you know because you when you're on, when you tend to be on your own you think a lot you overthink in fact and you, you dwell on the past or whatever I I needed to get out there and do something mm. so this is what I'm doing now you know. Yeah, and again going back to the the man who helped you, what what do you think was the key the key reason why he helped you so much? I think it's because he treated me like I was human. No, yeah. in the past, I've always, because I'm a short little lady, <laughs> I'm a short little lady. In the past, I've been treated, I've been sort of, oh, you know, you're young, go away, sort of thing. But he yeah. actually treated me as equal. Like, it was, a, he made it, made it clear to me that the, the decision was made between the two of us what would happen. So it was almost like you felt accepted, you felt listened to. Yes. He was lovely. It was absolutely... I tell you one thing, he was the best... Out of all the psychiatrists I've had, you know, that I've met, he's the, he was the best one. And how many and did, I, you, how many did got, you try before that? Well, I've had... God, I must have had about eight psychiatrists. Yeah. At least. And was that, was that you, was that you saying that this one's not working, give me another no. one? No. This is because they keep changing the psychiatrist all the time. Oh, Really? So th- yeah. th- that worked out in a positive, though, right? Like, if they didn't change the psychiatrist that time, you wouldn't have seen that man, but... In that way, yeah. But I've met any psychiatrist I can relate to since him. Mm. You know, he was he was so down-to-earth, and he was such a... It was a rapport, you know what I mean? We, we sort of struck a rapport between us. And you don't see him I, anymore? I felt that I could trust him. The rest of the psychiatrists I don't trust. Yeah, and you don't see him, <laughs> you don't see him anymore? No, no, yeah, I don't know where he is now. He, I mean, yeah. um, but he, he's, he's a lovely guy, and he, he was a really good psychiatrist. Mm. I mean, other people's opinions of him are, are different, but in my experience, 
he explains all you know he explains it from a to z yeah and i think that's the key thing like you said is um and i always say it to other people and it was the same with me try try as many as you can because if one counselor if one you know psychologist doesn't work it doesn't mean that no one's going to help so you try again and try again and try again until you, like you say you find someone that you have that rapport with you have that that common ground yeah. with this is it i mean um I might go into psychiatry. I don't know. I'm not really sure what I want to do, which is sometimes good. You know what I mean? Because mm. uh, obviously it's going to open doors for me now in the next couple of years. But yeah. that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I think you'll you know? be great from it because you've had that experience. You know what makes a good psych- psychiatrist. You know, you know what makes a good therapist now. So you can use that in your own practice. Well, from last year's experience and the course I took last year, um, it's like putting a name to a face. You know when they say there's certain things that have happened in my past? Yeah. For instance, you know, like a breakdown or whatever, and they talk about it. I'm like, oh, that's what it's, that's what it's called. Mm. That's what the condition is called and stuff like that, you know? I can relate to so much, Yeah. which can be quite daunting at times, but yeah. then sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's what you meant, and you know? But it, it, it's good. It's, yeah. it, it is a good... Uh, I, if I can do it, anybody can, you know. All my friends say, no, oh, I want to go to university. I got, all, I got a gang with me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And I think um, just quickly, one thing that stood out to me when you were talking is you said you had, you know, a really rough childhood. And, yeah. you know, without going into too many details, if you don't want to share, but more importantly, I think a lot of people would maybe be able to relate to that. A lot of people have probably maybe had traumas in their childhood that they've carried through to their adulthood and it's really yeah. affected their, their mental health. So what advice can you give to someone to, to almost let go of that past? It's very hard to. You do carry a burden, not a burden, luggage around with you, you know? Yeah. Um. I went, what, what, I'll tell my personal circumstances and whether you want to, uh, you know, keep on recording it or not. No, 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 it's One entirely is, up to you, you know. If, if you want to share, that's amazing, but it's entirely up to you. Yeah, I'll share it with you. It's nothing, you know, well, there is something. But anyway, um, I grew up in a mining village in uh, in Wales. Uh, my dad was a coal miner. My mother was a housewife. And my, through the years, my father used to, used to beat my mum quite a lot. And this is why, I mean, I used to hear them screaming. I used to hear my mum screaming the weekends. He had a really bad drink problem. And he wasn't dealing with his life the way he should have, you know? And um, I've been living in out of uh, women's refuges with women's aid Mm. until I was 16. So I've had really a lot of, you know, a lot lot of drama, a lot of violence. There's things I've seen. Yeah. I was the eldest, and I used to look after the younger children while my father my father was being the way he was. But, you know, I, I mean, I do relive. I used to. I can't say I relive them now, but I'm very wary of... I don't trust many people, you know? Yeah. Um, but women in... It, living in a woman's refuge, when you, and they were different to what they are now. Mm. You know, if the law... As, you know, because last year I did a whole year on, women, on uh, domestic violence... Uh, I studied a whole year of it, and it's it's not easy for a child to if if they did what do they, they do now because they give them ultimatums now. Yeah. You know, either you chose the man or you chose your children, and if they'd done that a long time ago, none of us would be so messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've got a really dysfunctional family now because of it, you know. Mm. 
So um, not my family, not my children. They haven't seen anything like that, you know. But my brothers and sisters, they, they are a mess. All of us are, you know. But I've had counselling for it. I've talked about it. And it's something you, you really have to work at it. Yeah. You know, and you find, you've got to find a way out of it as well. You know, you've got to do things. Think, right, okay. Because it was when I when I was ill, I could I, I couldn't get out of bed. It was just like, oh my god, what what am I doing? Mm. I was so uh, mentally and physically physically exhausted that I found it so hard. But now these days, I get out of bed. I make sure I have an early night, and I you know I was I I did go on the on the on the line of drugs. I was taking drugs at one stage mm. because my head was so messed up. Yeah. But that I stopped that. And since since then, I'm starting to put, you know, I've, I have started and to pull myself together and thinking, okay, there's a, there's a life without without taking drugs or having these people around me, you know? Yeah, no, and it's it's sad to hear, and I think it's amazing that you've you've pulled through and and like you say now, it's you're you're prioritising number one, you're prioritising yourself, like I've you say. I've got to, mm. I've got to, because I was doing really well in school, and then you know we'd have my father playing up or whatever and we'd end up moving from school to school and whatever so I didn't do really well in school yeah but I, I had the brains I mean I, I, I was quite intelligent as a child you know I can I can remember back to when I was a year old mm. I, I used to say to my mum I, I used to say to her do you remember this and she'd just look at me how the hell do you remember that yeah so there must have been some trauma around there yeah for me to remember so far back you know yeah, and I think it shows it shows as well actually how impactful you, your childhood can be if, for everyone. You know, if you can remember little things when you're one, when you're two. And I had this conversation with someone yesterday as well at an event I was at, and she was saying about how you know she struggles with um, her weight and yeah, I know I do and 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 just picking out little parts in 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 you know a childhood and things that probably yeah. as a parent I'm a parent myself sometimes you say stuff to your kids you don't really think twice but it's maybe something that sticks with them for for the rest Definitely. of their life you know and I I had an eating disorder going back when I first that's one around the time that I became ill I I um I was starving myself and I starved myself for a whole week and I just drank continuous drunk you know con- continuously drank water and that's and when I look back at my pictures from my teenage years, I look at them and I think, oh my god, look, my head looks bigger than my body because yeah. I was so skinny. I look absolutely awful, but I and I've gone the opposite direction now. <laughs> I just eat and eat and eat. <laughs> but I think you've done amazingly, like for, you know, sharing your story today as well. It takes a lot of strength, it takes a lot of of courage to be able to do that, and and also as well, like hearing that you're you know studying to become. You know, either counselor or psychiatrist or psychologist. I think yeah. it's it's amazing that you're you're using those um, those down like you know those hard moments to now sort of pull through. Oh, from it. life isn't easy, okay. But when you've got when you've got um, all these problems from the past, they've got to be dealt with, and you you know um medication is one story but you actually need the therapies to go with it massively 100 percent agree a thousand percent you know, agree don't, <laughs> yeah because they can, i mean some doctors think oh you have some tablets off you go you'll get better no no you need to, you need to talk to people about your and what's going on there's always something you know in in the shadows yeah 
of mental illness. I mean, there's always some the reason why you're the way you are, mm. or you know what you do, or whatever. And there's but, a, and there's a route mean? to recovery, right? And and you're a walking proof of oh, that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm quite quite passionate about it to be totally honest, because I watched your interview the other day, and I was just like, wow. No, I can relate to quite a lot of that, you know. Mm. What video was that? Um, the one you posted me a couple of weeks ago, and I did have a chance to have a look at it. Oh, what, the um interview. Yes. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Thank I you. Thought, thank you for watching, no. as always. Oh, brilliant. I mean, my dad, I'm still alive, my father is. My mother passed away, you know. Oh. But my dad, he, at the moment, he, I mean, I'm realising, even though he treated my mum like he did, I'm realising, I've actually let go of it. I'm realising that he's got mental health problems himself, mm. which had been picked up a long, long time ago. Yeah. You know, and he's when he came to me, him and his, um, his wife split he tried killing himself mm. and i got him to the hospital and everything and he did try suicide it's not the first time he's done it i mean i remember being a child and he tried then and he did it again when when he split up with this woman and he just gone back to drink now you know he's just wasting his life away yeah but i do try and make him see sense when he's sober yeah but you know and and it's I always, hard. I always, it's it's hard and and I think that's great that you've you've had that awareness to know that you know what he did was unacceptable but at the same time it's only from what he's been conditioned to believe and yeah um you know I always say we're all victims of victims in the fact of he's learnt that behaviours from his parents who have learnt that behaviours yes, from have. their parents and it's it's just a continual pass down through generations and yeah but it's it's, it's my it's my um target is not to let it pass down to mine yeah exactly you know because my children if you if you actually met my children they're really well behaved they're good they're really good kids mm. they're not messed up because i wouldn't let that happen yeah you know um they are really bright and i'm just so proud of them i'm so proud of myself for bringing up children that way you know yeah definitely no 100 percent agree so um let's just Sort of one, I want to say thank you for for sort of sharing sharing that, and I'm sure this hope, this yeah. this can help people as well. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to some of those um, situations and stories that you've shared. But just to finally end it, um, if someone's listened to this and maybe they're in that place that you was at, um, really really struggling with hardly any help, what advice would you give them? Keep on, go to the doctor, go to the GP, keep phoning them, go there, you know, say to them I need help, and be as honest as you can. Yeah. Basically, you know, the profession is there to help you. It's, it's, it's there to help you. And if you're not getting that help and you are trying, keep on and mm. on. And it's too bad you're going to do that. But it will. you will get better. Amazing. You know, it's taken, it's taken me a long, long time. But I, I look back at it now and I think, okay, that was a learning process for me. Yeah. You know, it was something that I learned. And now as I'm not seen as I'm sort of on the other side... I know when I'm, if I start getting ill, I see it's in myself. I'm aware of it. So if I did, you know, if I do get ill, I go straight to the doctor. I don't mess about. If you if you feel depressed, go and see your doctor. Amazing. If you're hallucinating or if you're, I don't know, if if you're a bag of nerves, you know, very nervy, or if you've got a drink problem, drug problem, go and see the doctor because they will help you. It might take some time, but you will get there. 
Excellent. I think I think that's perfect advice. Great advice. And again, just I want to thank you for for sort of you know speaking your welcome. strength as I always say and sharing your honesty. You're welcome. So what a powerful episode, another great story. Please don't stop this podcast just yet because I'm going to fade in to the end of the interview in a minute. It was a funny encounter between us two on Skype, me going on video, her trying to go on video and having a quick little video chat. The complete energy of the call completely drops. It's a nice little end to a very obviously hard conversation at times and I just wanted to say once again thank you for Melanie to to speak her strength share those dark times and as I always say don't be ashamed of your story let it inspire others if you enjoyed this please leave a rating and a review on iTunes please share this even if you screenshot this episode share it with me on social media I'm pmcgregor.com almost everywhere you can probably find me and once again I appreciate you listening how long, how long have you been watching my videos I, that's the first one I've ever watched. Oh, wow. I was quite. I was. Saying, I was impressed. You're an inspiration. Ah, oh, thank you. Are you on Skype? You're on Skype now. Can Can you see your phone? Can I see my phone? Yeah. What can you see on your Skype on your phone? Are you on your phone or your Yesterday. laptop? I'm on my phone. Hold on. If I turn the video on, can you see me? Oh! <laughs> yeah. Can you see me? I can't. No. All I can see is your photo. You have to. There's like a little oh, video. Oh, video. That's fine. Wait a minute. Don't share that though. <laughs> It'll go viral. I'm working it out, okay? There's a little there should be a little video button on your phone next to like hang up. Hello. There we go, look, amazing. <laughs> now lovely to speak to you. It was, it was good, yeah. I'm glad I spoke to you. Yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing and I think, you know, it will it will pay off and I think that lived experience is gonna help you with with, with being, you know, a practitioner. Definitely. Because the thing is, I mean, nobody can understand unless you've been through it yourself. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. I just hope I bored you. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's been amazing. I'll, I'll try and get that out. The, uh, again, the podcast um, is like on iTunes and stuff. It will go on to that. Right, okay. No problem. I'll send you a link to it. And um, yeah, I'm sure it will help someone. Right, okay then. All right. Have a great day. Keep in touch. Adios. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.